The information provided herein is for training and educational purposes only and is not for solicitation. Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Johnson Wealth and Income Management and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities. Welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, President of Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Are you living the life you want? Are you as prepared for retirement as you believe you should be? What are your goals for retirement and how are you going to reach them? In the next 30 minutes of today's program, let's explore the principles necessary to live the capitalized life and the retirement of your dreams. And welcome to this episode of The Capitalized Life and Retirement. I'm Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Hope you're having a wonderful day. I'm pleased to have you here as a listener. So I typically don't use technical terms, but today I'm going to lay one on you called means revert. And means revert, if you don't understand or know what means revert is by the end of today's episode, you're going to have a good handle on it. But if nothing else, you can use the terminology to impress your friends at the next party. So how's that sound? So in order to talk about means revert, we got to understand it and we've got to understand it in context. So I recently came across something that's happened several times over the course of my 22 years of being an advisor, but I know that if it happens to others, it could potentially be occurring to you as well. And so I thought today would be a timely topic for this. So I recently had a gentleman from Algona, Iowa. As many of you know, I have an office in Humboldt. I have an office in Clear Lake. But he had come to a Social Security workshop at NIAC in Mason City here and had understood that Social Security, he could get more benefits if he held off. And this gentleman had a couple of parents that lived well into their 90s. He was in good health. All the men on his side of the family had lived long lives. And so even though he had really no intentions of turning on Social Security, it really kind of confirmed for him that turning on Social Security later rather than earlier, was going to be in his best interest. It was going to give him a greater, higher payout. It was going to also benefit his spouse, who did have a working career, but didn't have as much income in the Social Security benefit arena. But what really kind of spurred this gentleman to have a consultation with me was the fact that he had retired last year, and he had retired from Algona in working with a company called Hormel, which many of us know We probably eat their pepperoni and many of their other products, but he had spent 33 to 34 years working for Hormel. And over that course of time, he obviously had a retirement program and he had not only had a 401k, but he had also had something that was called an ESOP or an ESOP is in plan. So this stood for employee stock option program. Well, when this gentleman came in for his consultation, He pulled out two statements. The first was for his 401k. The second one was for his ESOP program. And as soon as I looked at the statements, I understood why this gentleman had come in. He was concerned because he had, over the course of the last 34 years, basically taken all of his retirement, all of his 401k money, all of his employee stock option programs, and he had deposited all of those dollars, which was a handsome sum into the Hormel stock. Now, this isn't going to be a discussion today about whether Hormel stock is good. Hormel stock had done extremely well for this gentleman over the years of his working career. But the problem was, is that he had all of his money 
in Hormel stock. And you see, as good as Hormel might be, Hormel, like any other corporation, is always exposed to risks. If we think about what's been taking place between our president and China, we have trade disagreements, don't we? Well, it's possible that Hormel is affected by the trade tariffs and by the trade disagreements. They export food to other countries. They also import ingredients to make their food from other countries. Now, I don't know that for a fact, but we can imagine that that probably happens as it happens to many corporations here in America. The second thing is, is that they're exposed to FDA risks. They're exposed to recalls. And if there's recalls, well, that's going to obviously affect the bottom line of the corporation. And this gentleman knew that he had too much of his money in this one particular corporation, even though he loved it and adored it and felt that it was very safe and it was very secure. He knew that it wasn't a good idea to have all of his money in one particular stock. And why? Because if any of those potential risks, whether it's headline risk or market risk, if the winds of Wall Street decide to blow in a different direction, it could jeopardize the amount of money that he has in retirement. And so you're looking at this, you're hearing this, and you're saying, well, Matthew, I'm not so silly. I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not going to put all of my money into one particular company. So I guess this whole idea of means revert doesn't mean anything to me. Hang on, hang on. Means revert is when all of those risks can affect you because you have one of your dollars or all of your dollars in that one particular company and something underneath, some other corporation is chipping away, chipping away at that company. And where that company was number one, they were top dog. Now they're no longer because another corporation takes over. But you say, well, that's not me. That's not what I have going on. I don't have all of my money in one stock. I would never do that. My mother taught me not to have all my eggs in one basket. Well, not so fast. Because what about having too much of your money in one particular corporation? I'm going to encourage you to reach out to me. Call our office at 866-290-3837. My staff will put together some educational materials that I know will be of value to you and we'll email them to you or we'll mail them if you prefer. If you have questions, we will do our best to answer them for you. Take the first step. Reach out at 866-290-3837. Again, that's 866-290-3837. Another example that I have is a lady who worked with a broker from Des Moines, and this broker worked for a large banking firm. We won't name it. We'll just say that it was a large banking firm. And when she came in for her complimentary consultation because she wanted a second set of eyes and she knew that that second set of eyes could potentially spot red flags that she hadn't seen or that her broker hadn't really brought up to her or potentially even didn't see himself. What I realized is that the broker had put about two-thirds of her retirement into products of that one particular banking corporation. So there was corporate bonds from that company. There was preferreds from that company. There was common stock of that company. And I said, does it make you feel uncomfortable having too much of your money in this one particular corporation? And she said, you know, I've always brought that up to my broker, but he told me not to worry about it because the bank was very, very solid. Well, it turned out that that lady became my client and we did a great deal of spring cleaning. doesn't mean that we sold everything from that corporation, but we did a good deal of risk reduction. And you know, it wasn't probably six months later that that particular banking corporation hit the headlines as the company 
that had opened up over a million different accounts in dead people's names. And you can only imagine what that did to the stock price and to the products of that particular company. That lady called me a few days later and said, I can't thank you enough for reducing my risk because I can only imagine what kind of hit I would have taken having all of my money in that one particular corporation, even though it was diversified, it was still tied to that company. And you say, well, I wouldn't do such a silly thing. I mean, I would make certain that I would diversify between corporation. But is that actually true? You see, there's brokerage firms out there that have relationships with mutual fund companies. And again, not to name names, but if we look at brokerage firms and we look at stockbrokers, if they have a particular relationship with one particular mutual fund, all of a sudden you look within that brokerage account and you see American funds this and American funds that and American funds the other. So let me ask you an example. Let's just say, even though we know American funds is a fine fund company, are they really going to be the very, very best at large cap mutual funds? Are they going to be the very best at mid cap mutual funds? Are they going to be the very best at international mutual funds and emerging market mutual funds and small cap mutual funds? Well, the answer is, is that we know that there's no corporation, there's no mutual fund company out there that can be the very best at absolutely everything. So then the question begs asking, why is it that the broker is putting us all into, yes, different mutual funds, but those mutual funds are all from the same company? Is it a relationship? Is there kickbacks? Is there enhanced commissions if that broker who belongs to that particular brokerage firm sells those types of products? So you see, means revert can come in many different forms. And it's a great idea to, yes, diversify. But it's also important to understand that if you have all of your money in one particular stock, as the gentleman from Algona did, if you have too much of your money in one particular corporation, even though it's diversified between types of products, like my client from Webster City, and if you have too much of your holdings in one particular mutual fund company, does that not expose you to volatility? Does that not expose you to potentially enhanced risk when it comes to your investment portfolio? You see, it's important to diversify, and it's important to diversify in many different ways. So if you've got a paper and a pen, I'd like you to do something for me. I want to make this interactive this morning. I'd like you to take a piece of paper, and I'd like you to draw just a horizontal line. And right in the middle, underneath the horizontal line, I want you to put like a little triangle, and this is going to be your teeter-totter. And then I want you above the line to take, and I want you to draw two vertical lines so that there's three equal segments. So you got one-third of it to the left, one-third in the middle, and one-third to the right. Now, above the one to the left, I'd like you to write A. And we're going to make this the aggressive end of the investment scale. In the middle, I'd like you to write M for moderate. And then in the C category, I'd like you to write C for conservative. You see, this to me is the way that most investors look at money. They know that there's investment tools that are aggressive. They know that there's investment tools that are more moderate. They know that there's investment tools that are more conservative. But where are stockbrokers? Are stockbrokers over in the sea? Are they selling things that are like government bonds and annuities and CDs? Probably not. 
They're more on the aggressive end of the scale. But you know, Wall Street is, well, Wall Street is a business. And Wall Street can't make money on our money unless our money is with Wall Street. And so because Wall Street knows this, Wall Street works very diligently to keep all of our money with them. And so what do they do? They take their little A. And now I'd like you to take that one third, that one part to the left. And I'd like you to draw two vertical lines, making three equal segments. And in the far left, I'd like you to write A. In the middle, I'd like you to write an M for moderate. And on the remaining third, I'd like you to write C. You see, even if you're working with a broker who's trying to listen to you, but he's trying to go from the aggressive end of the aggressive end, and you come in and you say, well, I'm getting older, I'm getting closer to retirement. I don't want to lose my retirement. I want to become more fiscally conservative. I want to be focused with less risk on my money. If their universe, if their world is on the aggressive end of the scale, and they know that if you take your money and you move it to the M or to the C outside of their universe, they don't get to use your money. They don't get to charge you fees. Well, what are they going to do? They're simply going to move you from the aggressive end of the aggressive end to maybe the moderate end of the aggressive end. Or if they're really ultra conservative and they're trying to help you out the best they can, but they're restricted by their business model, they move you from the aggressive end of the aggressive end to the conservative end, but still on the aggressive end. And what does this mean? It means that when the market goes down and we know that the market goes down, we saw that at the turn of the century when the market lost 50%, and then we saw it when it lost another 60%, it means that you just simply lose less. And as a person who's getting ready to retire, I don't want you to lose anything. So if some part of today's discussion really resonated with you, and you have questions about today's discussion, you have questions that you want to have answered with regards to something that we discussed, I'm going to encourage you, do the right thing and reach out to me at 866-290-3837. My team will put together some materials for you that I know will be of value, and we'll email them to you or we'll toss them in the mail if you prefer. If you have questions, I will do my very best to spend a few moments to answer those questions for you. So take the first step. Reach out to us at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. Well, stick with us. We're going to be taking a break coming back to the second half of our program today where we're going to come to the conclusion of the matter and we're going to be talking about true diversification and what's called the prudent man rule. Stick around. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to our show today. In retirement, you only get one chance to get it right. And we know that proper information leads to informed decisions. And that's why we hold free informational workshops in our area every month. Topics like Social Security, RMDs, the latest retirement tax strategies, IRAs, estate planning, and so much more. For dates and times of the next free workshop in your area, just pick up the phone. Give us a call today. Call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. Or visit johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. 
Do you remember the Greek story of Sisyphus? He was the king forced to continually roll an immense boulder up a hill only for it to roll back down every time it neared the top. Baby boomers, you know this story all too well. It's called investing in the stock market. Call now for a free, no-obligation, retirement income kit packed full of easy-to-understand information designed to help you create and maintain steady, predictable retirement income that can never be lost in the market. Call today, 866-290-3837, or download it now, johnsonwim.com. You've worked too long and too hard to keep wasting your time with that stock market boulder. So call right now, 866-290-3837, or visit johnsonwim.com. And welcome back to the second half of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Hope you're having a great day. Today, we were talking about a technical term called means revert. And what was the basis of means revert? If you're just joining us right now, it's basically talking about keeping too much of your money in one particular stock or one particular corporation, or even having too much of your money in one particular mutual fund or one particular mutual fund company. You see, means revert is where we know that corporations never stay as top dog all the time. There's always pressures. There's always companies underneath other companies that are on the top of their game and they're chipping away. They're chipping away. They're hoping to become top dog themselves. And we know that companies never stay perfect forever. They never stay at the pinnacle. General Electric, for instance, General Electric was the best of the best at one time. And yet we look at General Electric today, and even though They may be a fabulous corporation even yet today. If we look at what's happened to their stocks and we look at what's happened to their dividends, things have gone desperately awry for them. They've cut their dividend not once, but twice. And so I use the example of the gentleman that worked for Hormel for 34 years of his life, and he had all of his 401k and his employee stock option program holding Hormel stock. And it's not whether or not Hormel stock is a good company or not. It's the fact that Hormel stock is probably someday going to experience difficulty and problems. And if all of your retirement money is sitting in one particular corporation, is that not going to pose a problem for you? When you need the money the most, that's when the market decides to take a dump on that one particular corporation. And all of a sudden, now it's gone down. And now you watch as your 401k or your retirement savings lose value day after day after day. We talked about having too much of your money in one particular corporation. So who cares whether or not you're diversified within a particular corporation and you're working with a broker who works for that particular bank and he sells you this particular company's preferreds and this company's corporate bonds and this company's common stock. It's still all connected and tied to that corporation. And then when that corporate bank decides to do something silly, like open up accounts and dead people's names. Now it's going to have a real impact on the retirement savings that you have because you have too much of your money in that one particular company. Even having too much of your money in one particular mutual fund or you feel diversified because you've got large cap and international and emerging markets, but it's all 
Franklin Templeton or it's all American funds or it's all Invesco. The reality is, is that we need true diversification. I had you draw the teeter-totter where we have the aggressive, the moderate, and the conservative. And you see, the aggressive end, if that is their world of stockbrokers, that's where they live on the aggressive end. They know that they can't make money on your money unless your money's with them. So what do they do? They subcategorize their own category and they say, we have aggressive funds, we have moderate funds, and we have conservative funds. The problem is, is that those are still on the aggressive end of the scale. So today we want to talk about real true diversification. What does that look like? Well, you see, if you've drawn out that teeter-totter, we want to talk about the moderate category. The moderate category is truly moderate. And what I mean by that is it's not risk-free because if you buy a individually held corporate bond from a company, you know that there's always risk with that company. But if we think about what exists within the moderate category and we think about corporate bonds, we think about preferreds, we think about different types of investments that exist within that moderate category, truly in the middle. Those things are focused on creating income by contract. Think about it. When you own a bond, an individually held corporate bond, that bond has to pay you a steady stream of interest income every single year that you hold it. And when you hold that bond to maturity and you get all of your money back, now you're made whole regardless of what the market is doing. You see, The generation that lost everything back from 1929 to 1954, they understood that your principal was the most important thing that you had going for you because if your principal was still there, you didn't have to run the risk of running out of money. And if you took your principal and you kept your principal intact and you actually diversified your principal and you focused your principal to create income through interest and dividends, you could live off from the interest and dividends instead of cannibalizing the principal. Now we get to the C side. We get to the conservative end. I call that conservative. And the word conservative is just a word. It means lots of things to other people. But you see, the word conservative to mean means safe. It means guaranteed. It's backed in some way, shape, or form, whether it's through the federal government, whether it's through the FDIC, whether it's through the claims-paying capability of the insurance company that you're with. But those things over there are typically free of fees. There's typically no cost associated with that end. And yeah, you won't make as much. Maybe you'll make three to 5% on that end of the scale, but you're going to be safe. Your principal will be safe. I'm a big believer in making certain that my client is diversified based upon what their needs are. If you want to have money in the market, that's fine. But remember the golden rule that you don't put more over on the aggressive end than you can afford to lose. And if you look at me as the advisor and you say, I can't afford to lose anything, then guess what? Realize that there's no law that says that you have to have any of your money in the stock market if you don't want it. So if you're thinking, yeah, that makes sense, or you have questions about our discussion today, I'd like you to reach out to me at 866-290-3837. My team will put together some educational materials that I know will be of value And we'll email them to you or we'll throw them in the mail to you if you prefer. If you have questions, we will answer them. So take the first step. Reach out at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. So when it comes to investing, I would like to 
suggest to you that it's not about shotgun investing. I see brokers all the time where a person will come in and they open up their brokerage account statement and it's literally 28 pages long because there's so many different investments inside that mutual fund. That's what I call shotgun investing. That's where the broker is so nervous and so scared that there's going to be losses that if he puts you into an innumerable amount of investments, he can always say, well, here's a few over here that are doing really, really well. So don't really focus on these over here that are losing. That's ludicrous too. That's too much to manage. And so what could possibly be the answer? Well, the possible answer is the prudent man rule. And that's what fiduciaries are held to. And the prudent man rule basically says that we don't want to have any more than, say, 3 to 5% of our money in any one particular company. You see, as a fiduciary, my responsibility to my client is to make certain that not only am I helping to mitigate market risk, but I'm also helping to mitigate company-specific risk. Any company that we invest our money in can have a situation where the CFO comes out and puts his hand over his mouth and says, oopsie, made a mistake. And we all know that that's happened, and we all know that it will continue to happen. But if you don't have any more than, say, 3 to 5% of your money in that one particular company, then it won't affect you nearly as badly. So you see, actual diversification can come in many different forms. But I'm a big believer that if we have money on the aggressive end, and we consider that to be the money we can afford to lose, it's also the money we can afford to speculate with, and it's being invested very intentionally for growth, then we can let that money sit there and we can let that money do what it's going to do. And we've got long time frame that's attached to that money. Conversely, if we want money that we want less risk on, but we want that money to have interest and dividend income, in fact, we are investing it very purposefully for income. Now you're talking about the moderate category and you're talking about earning income through interest and dividend production, things like bonds and things like preferred stocks and business development companies and things that are going to provide you the income that you need every single year to live on so that your principal lasts as long as you do. And then last but not least, we talk about true safety. These are the things that are going to be investing your money with insurance or being backed by government or by FDIC. These are the things that you know for a fact at the end of the day, regardless of what happens to the stock market, your principal is still likely to be there. And that principle is still there. It is still earning interest, interest that you can take and you can draw from, interest that you don't have to take if you don't want to, and it can continue to compound and accumulate. You see, between working with a fiduciary and following that prudent man rule, it allows you every opportunity to be actually, truly diversified. Having your money in different places that are doing different things and doing them very specifically. One for growth, one for income, one for safety. You know, we've talked a lot about the technical side of life and means revert and how corporations are always changing places and there's always companies underneath that are chipping away, chipping away. But I want you to understand that from a global perspective, there's also other economies in the world that are trying to chip away at us as well. And if you're looking at your retirement portfolio and you're saying, you know what, this makes the most sense that I've ever heard when it comes to my money. I'm older now than I ever was. I'm closer to retirement or I've just now retired and 
I really feel as though I've been focusing all of my money on one end of the scale or the other. And true diversification sounds like something that would allow me to have an opportunity to preserve and to protect my principal and allow me to live off from the interest and the dividends so that my money lasts as long as I do. Do yourself a favor and give my office a call. I'd love to spend 10 or 15 minutes with you by phone helping you to understand how these types of old-fashioned ways of investing are not only safer, not only are they more logical, but they're also less expensive. You see, as I said, stockbrokers are called stockbrokers for a reason. They get paid to sell stocks. And usually there's high management costs and there's high commissions for doing that sort of thing. But the more conservative you become, the less I believe you should have to pay for the management of your money. And that's important because someday you're going to need to take income. And between what you're paying that advisor and what you're taking for income, it's going to be a load and a stress on your money. So I encourage you, reach out to my office and schedule a phone call if you'd like to take 10 or 15 minutes to kind of understand how the old-fashioned ways of focusing on income and true diversification and the prudent man rule could help you potentially save your financial retirement so that you could have the retirement of your dreams. My telephone number is 866-290-3837. Again, 866-290-3837. I hope you make it a great day. Thanks for listening to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson. To schedule 15 minutes with Matthew, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. Or visit johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. 